This morning was an amazing worship session. I was sitting there and just kind of watching. I like sitting over there because I can see the view over the whole sanctuary. And what I saw today was when it said, a miracle can happen now. That God's hand was coming in and it was touching someone. And I believe that during that prayer time today, someone received that miracle. We could feel it happen. We could sense it. What I felt happening today was there was the Spirit everywhere. So when I studied drying out buildings, we realized that there's moisture inside us, there's moisture in the air, and now we're taking moisture out of places. But I believe that that's almost how the Holy Spirit has been operating today. The Holy Spirit wasn't only inside us, but it was in the atmosphere, and it was in the air, and it was coming down and touching the circumstance today. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I feel like someone next week is going to have a testimony for us, and I'm very excited to hear it. This is part two of a four-part series called Clear the Stage. Nothing but Jesus. No additives, no fillers, nothing mixed with it, just Jesus. Last week, we talked about hope, faith. This week, I get the opportunity to talk about peace. I told Andy that it was kind of funny because my business name is FYP, which is Find Your Peace. Right? I said he did this intentionally as some sort of weird joke but I don't think he did. What came to mind today is that during worship, actually, I was sitting there, and what I realized is that the miracles of God and the way that he expresses himself when we can see him very clearly actually isn't during a time of peace. When we see God the clearest, it's usually during the storm. And that's what struck me today, is when we're coming up for prayer or healing or miracles or whatever it is, that the storm is glorifying to him, that the mess is okay, that when Hayden was, that when Hayden was singing, come just as you are, that he really, truly loves that. Because on the flip side of that, when he comes through that, when his glory shines through that, we can see him very clearly. And he wants us to. So we're going to just get started by clearing the stage. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. We're going to read out of the New King James Version. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. 
of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. I love how two times in a row they talked about the peace being given when the Son of God was coming and was going to be born. I started thinking about what is peace in general. Is it something that's obtainable? Is it something that is a gift? Is it something that we can purchase? Or is it something that we are born with? And what does it mean when he is the prince of peace? So I started researching. What does it mean to be a prince of something? Well, it means to be the son of the monarch who is the overarching authority of that thing. Meaning that God is the monarch and that Jesus is the prince. And then I started looking into John 14, 25 to 27, when Jesus was talking about leaving. And he said, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So when I started thinking about peace, I started thinking that baby Jesus and the birth of him and him as a whole is peace. And that when Jesus started talking about leaving so that the Spirit could enter us and giving us the opportunity to have a redeemed Spirit and to be born again, that we automatically have it. That it's almost a birthright, not a flesh birthright. Not that we're born in and now we're a prince of an area, but that it's a rebirth right. That when our spirit's born again, that we are given the right to peace. So immediately, we have the ability to have the peace I know a lot of us have chased peace. We think that maybe getting clean and all of a sudden everything's just going to be great. Or if I get into the perfect relationship, all of a sudden everything is going to work itself out. Or maybe if I can stop worrying about this bill, that I will have complete peace. That's not where it comes from. It doesn't come from the outside. Peace is on the inside. And then just like the title of this series, it's just clearing the stage so that we can see it. 
It's clearing the stage for Jesus, which is peace, which we already have. Peace is one of the fruits of the Spirit. So it's already there, and we already have the ability to tune into it. I have a bad habit, and I think that, especially the guys who I work with, definitely Olivia, know this. There's a song, and it's called Wonderfully In Over My Head. love doing it. I don't, I don't know what it is. But what I've learned doing that time and time again is that on the outside of that is that there's so much glory to God. When I push myself into new waters and into new depths that I know that I'm not really capable of, I know that He can shine. I don't know if it was the last 21 days of prayer we did. I believe it was during the summer. I was stressed. Baby, business, just everything. It was one of those days where I just felt like the world was just closing. What am I doing? Am I wrong? Is this for me? But I know where to go. In a sense. See, I was chasing a place, but I should have been chasing Jesus. But what I did was, is I came to a place because I knew that if I came to a place, the process of clearing the stage in my heart, I could hear him more clear. So we were doing prayer, and we're sitting back there, and I could just feel the presence of God. See, I'm in recovery, but now I'm just addicted to something different. I'm addicted to the touch of the Holy Spirit. You get a hit of that, you won't want anything else. That's the solution. But when I came in here, I was sitting right over there, and then I'm on my back. And Deli comes up here and he's like, find a partner and start, start praying. And I am just tasting the Holy Spirit. And all of the stress and everything that I was carrying just started melting. So I'm like, I don't want to offend anyone by not talking to anyone. So I just went out into the lobby and hung out. And Deli comes out there. I don't know if he remembers that or not. He's like, he thought something was wrong. I'm like, no, everything is great. But that is the power of stepping in to the fruit of the Spirit that God has given us. And that goes for love, and that goes for joy, and that goes for all of them. Mark 4. On the same day after Jesus got done teaching, when the evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat, as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, 
And I had to look that up. It's the back of the boat, just in case anybody didn't know. <laughs> he was in the stern, asleep, on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Like, hello, Jesus, we're splashing, we're drowning here, help us. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? See, God said he didn't give us a spirit of fear. But there's a difference between the emotional response of fear and having a spirit of fear. See, I believe that we're wired a certain way and that when fear comes up, sometimes it's just acknowledgement that I need him. Just like that. And I'm starting to get convinced as well that sometimes peace is just the absence of fear. Because if perfect love casts out fear... And Jesus is that love, then does that clear the stage to the peace? When I first read this, and we hear Jesus say this a few times in the Gospels, where he's like, don't you have any faith? Like, don't you trust me? That's the tone I read it in. But when Jesus helped me out of a hole, and I'm sure we, a lot of us have experienced this in a dark time of our lives, that the response after the help wasn't a condemning, don't you trust me, don't you want that? It's a, do you have faith now? Do you see that I love you, child? Do you see that I want the best for you? Can you see that I told you to cross the river. I knew the storm was coming. Did you not know that I was right there with you, resting there beside you? I got you. I'm there with you. I'm always curious how I respond when I feel like I'm backed into a corner. Because sometimes life starts to come at us. I had this picture in my head of maybe it's anxiety and then it's a work frustration and then it's a family dispute and then it's this secret stronghold. And what these things are doing is it just feels like they're closing you in and the anxiety starts in and you just feel like they're just trapping you. Sometimes you just feel like you're at your max. And the question is, how do we respond in that moment? When we feel the storm coming, and we feel the water is coming in there, we know there's no holes in the boat. We knew the one who sent us into that space to cross the sea 
to cross that hard time. We know the one who sent us is with us. But do I respond appropriately? When I'm tired and I threw my back out and Dawson's crying and throws up on me and I feel like I'm at my maximum capacity, how I respond is super important to reading the stage. Because I think on the stage sometimes is all this other stuff, like the selfishness, like the pride, like the ego. And what Jesus wants to do is just yell, peace. In some translations, it's just, hush. Shh. It's quiet. And we're not chasing it. Jesus didn't say, okay, turn left, turn right, and then we can go this way, and then there will be peace right over here, cross the X, and there's a dotted treasure map. It's like, I'm here. It's, it's right here. Right now, in this moment, you can have it. I'm odd. And sometimes what I do seems crazy. Um, I, I trust my gut maybe too much sometimes. Huh? <laughs> good, good. Then you guys will get this one then. Good, good, good. But what I'm thinking about is that there's a difference between peace in the soul and peace in the spirit. So sometimes we will rationalize peace. Like if I have this safety net, or maybe I'm going into a new job and I think, okay, this plus this plus this equals this. This is a great idea. This is a wonderful idea. Everything's going to work out great. This person's perfect for me. And then you get there and it's just, a, it's just a mess. It's a wreck. Because you're trying to rationalize it with your mind, emotions, and your will. But then when we start reading in Philippians 4, 6, and seven, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That surpasses understanding. We try to rationalize peace with our soul, with our mind, emotions, and will. But really where the true peace happens is it happens in the spirit. Unexplainable peace. I liked how in the story of the boat, that even though the, the disciples were going where Jesus called them to, there was still this big turmoil and storm and scarcity mindset that covered them. Even in a place of, he's right there. Arnick, we come back here.
COVID was a blast, wasn't it? Mass and fear and scaredness and it was a mess. And during that time, I got into an accident. I uh, got hit by a car and ran over and uh, broken leg. At the time, I was 18 months sober. Moved back in with mom and dad for a little bit. Couldn't get up to my upstairs apartment, and it was just it was terrible. I mean, it was just awful. And 18 months sober, it's, it's a hard time. I mean, you're still new, and it's difficult, and you're learning, and you're growing, and something like that can easily take you out. Easily. It was 5 a.m. It was raining. It was dark outside. And a car ran me over, and my leg was broke. And I didn't know if the person who hit me and someone else was going to come back. I couldn't get to my phone. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I'm on the ground, and the Spirit of God ministered to me, and it told me two things. It told me, your life's about to change forever, and you better marry her. That's it. That's all I knew. And that's all I needed. That's all I needed. So I had to hold my leg together and push myself back off the road, and I'm leaning up against the car. And just like that, the presence of God that wet atmosphere like I just talked about in the beginning. The throne room, the veil being torn, came over. And immediately, absolute peace. No pain, even after the adrenaline. And the only thing that came out of my mouth was a song. And the song was just Amazing Grace. Eighteen months ago, it would have been a whole different story, how I responded to that. See, peace wasn't my birthright. Peace wasn't my fruit of how I lived my life. Peace wasn't really an option that was given to me by the Holy Spirit at that time. But then understanding who we are and the way he works and the beautifulness, the beauty of what Christmas and the birth of Jesus actually means. That he came, that he left, that he brought something for us, and that he's coming back is what makes the storm hush. So if you're going through something and you literally need a miracle to have peace in your life, I believe that the Holy Spirit can do that for you. I don't just believe. 
I know that the Holy Spirit can do that for you. Just one touch, one touch. Jesus is peace. Not only do we follow Jesus, but we have Jesus. See, it's the omnipresence of him. It's the, I can follow him, and he is still right beside me as well. It's that, I can still be worried, but he's still going to take care of me. See, Psalm 116, and that's not up there, but it says, I love the Lord, for he heard my voice, and he heard my cry for mercy, because he turned his ear for, to me, and I will call on him as long as I live. The Prince of Peace died so you could have peace. We don't take it lightly. We don't take Christmas lightly. We don't take resurrection lightly. We embrace the storm. We step into the supernatural. And we just want to clear the stage for what he has to offer. Amen.